Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. My name is Adrian Wesley. Here we are again for the Power on Boost on Monday. Super excited to be here. As you all know, I'm a human optimization coach and a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm also the co-founder of the Power on Movement. And the Power on Movement is facilitating the awakening of personal power worldwide. Very, very excited to be here. So before I get started, I want to let you know that I love technology and I fucking hate technology because <laughs> I'm learning how to create my hypnosis audios on GarageBand and the guy I'm working with is giving me some tweaks. I got this $200 fucking microphone. Anyway, we're here. I'm so grateful for technology and all the lessons it teaches me in patience and self-control. Whoa. I got some powerful stuff to share with you that I've come across in the last little while. I'd also like to show you my second tie shirt. It says surf back to the basics. Pretty cool message. And you all have met my tie painting and my tie plants. And the other thing is, is I have a fan on my plants so that they move. Like I put a lot of effort into making sure that this looks good for you guys. Cause I fucking love you. I'm sitting there at two 30 this morning, all excited to get out of bed and talk to you guys. I love it. It's the best part of my life talking to you guys. So as you guys know, on Mondays, we have the Power On Boost. On Wednesdays, we have Dr. Nick Jensen, who's a naturopath, doing the Wellness Wednesdays. Thanks for all the hearts, guys. It's hitting me in the heart. I'm feeling loved. And on Fridays, we have Graham Young, performance coach, doing his go lives. So there's a lot of powerful content on the timeline. Check in, check out the show's. The other quick point for anybody that's new, there's no selling on the timeline. There's no self-promotion. If you want to support us, you want to support the group, add some people to the group. If a 1,000 people added two people, we've had 2,000 new members to the group. And our goal is to get over 10,000 by the end of the year. So if you guys could all help us by uh, adding some people to the group, if you appreciate the volunteer work we do, that would be amazing. Mindset challenge. So as you all know, and those of you that don't know, we do a mindset challenge every three to four weeks. I give you guys a phrase that you say to yourself every day over and over. And whatever you repeat to yourself over and over becomes a belief because a beliefs are in your subconscious and a belief is just a thought, thought habitually. So some of the statements of truth that we've been doing since the beginning is I am enough. I am enough. Very powerful one to start with. I am enough. I am enough. I always reach for the best feeling thoughts. Everything is always working out for me. Good things are happening for me. I am powerful. So the one I wanted to share with you today is I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy is the mindset challenge for the next three to four weeks. So if some of you on the call right now could, or all of you could type that into the comment box so everybody else knows what it is. I choose to be happy. 
Because happiness is a choice. And every day, every moment of every minute, we have a choice based on our thoughts, how we feel. So fucking got up this morning and I said, I choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to be happy. So I wanted to start off with one of the things I wanted to start off to talk to you guys about was I am convinced that if you eat late at night, it can cause low-grade mood and depression. So I highly recommend that you guys do a seven-day challenge and don't try eating four hours before bed. So no food four hours before bed. Again, last night, I had a late dinner, and then I came home, and I had a protein shake with a frozen banana, and I'm lying in bed, and my stomach's full, and then I fall asleep an hour later. Well, what happens? I don't have a deep sleep. I don't have a regenerative sleep. And I wake up in the morning feeling kind of low grade off. Not, I wasn't down or anything, but I just felt off. So here's what I did. I went and prepared for this power on boost. And then I went back and laid in my bed and did a meditation. And at the beginning of the meditation, when I started to let go, I felt this emotion build up inside of me and I cried. And it wasn't really crying about fucking anything, to be honest with you. But on the flip side, I spent the last four days working with 13 people. And on these calls, I ingest and hear some of people's deepest, darkest pain. And I'm empathetic. So uh, I try not to take that on. But I think it does build up in me after my four days working with clients. Anyway, I woke up this morning. I meditate. I feel a bit off. I meditate. I can tell there's some emotion that needs to come out. So I cry some tears and then it turns into tears just running down my face. And then I go back. I continue on with my meditation. I continue to let go. It transmute. I transmute that energy into love. And I come out of my meditation and I'm here with you and I feel fucking amazing. So the first message is, is no eating four hours before bed. It's causing depression in people. It's because your gut's are producing most of the serotonin and serotonin that you need to feel good. And when you're going to sleep with a full belly of stomach, it's my theory that the body can't produce the, uh, the neurotransmitters and everything else that it needs to. So if you guys know anybody that's depressed, tell them to not eat four hours before bed for a week and see what happens. It'll improve their mood. I know for a fact that there are people out there right now that are depressed because they're eating late at night and sewering themselves with sugar and processed foods before they go to sleep. And then they're not getting a deep sleep and their body's not producing the serotonin and other neurotransmitters and hormones that they need to feel balanced and to feel good. And I've been a living experiment with this. And the clients that I've helped have been living experiments to show that this does make a big change. If you do wake up in the morning and you're off, meditate. And the other message is, is that if you have emotions that are built up inside of you, you've got to let them flow out of you. We have tear ducts for a reason. I'm a six foot two and a half bodybuilder, bald headed beast that's telling you I felt a bit off this morning and went and had a fucking cry. Do I feel like I'm weak? No, I'm fucking powerful because I'm, I'm letting everything flow through me. This is the problem, and this is why if you look at the assaults and the rapes on women, if you look at assaults and rapes, it's the majority of it is men. And in my opinion, a lot of that is to do with the fact that men have so much repressed emotions bottled up and built up inside of them. Most cultures have taught men not to feel. And I believe this is why men are a little bit extra fucked up in the anger department 
and the emotional department because they don't release things. Now, women can get together and fucking cuddle on a couch and cry and let it go and love and nurture each other. And that's why I think women are a lot more balanced in that sense. Not saying I want to go sit on a fucking couch and cuddle with one of my buddies, but you get what I'm saying. So let yourself cry if you need to cry. Let the emotions out. It's an incredible gift we've been given from God and for God or whoever it is. I don't like that name. Sorry. It's not that I dislike that name. I just I don't choose between gods. I'm spiritual, so I don't have one. So that's all I was trying to say. But my point is, you've been given tear ducts for a reason, so use them, everybody. What's our mindset challenge again? I choose to be happy. So remind yourself that every day. I choose to be happy because it's a choice. Choose to be happy, everybody. One life, one chance. It's going by quick. Choose to be happy. So that was the first story. I got a whole bunch of stories for you today. This is just deep thoughts with Adrian on the Power On Boost in Thailand. So the tide. In front of my place, it's all ocean. And when I first moved in here, the tide goes out. And I've never seen that before. When I lived in Grand Cayman, I lived right on the beach. And the tide would go out, but there would still be beach and it would still be deep to swim. But on this beach, it gets really shallow. So when the tide goes out, it's like fucking massive area that's like muddy and a little bit of water. And at first when I got here, I was like, ah, that's not perfect. Kind of want the water there to swim all the time. But it, it, it taught me a huge lesson because lesson, guess what? When the tide goes out, it makes me appreciate the tide when it comes in. So now I have this greater appreciation for when the tide is in and I can go swimming and the water's all around me. It means more to me now because it's not there all the time. I appreciate it more. I value it. I cherish it. It's a special time of the day when it comes back in. The other thing that I learned from the tide is that when it goes out, it looks beautiful in its own way. I've had some fucking incredible pictures when the tide's out. So what I learned was is that I think we're programmed to believe things need to be a certain way all the time. But what happens is, is that the contrast that life provides us is necessary. You can't have this existence, this experience as a human without contrast. That means that we have to get good at dealing with contrast. If we get good at dealing with contrast, then life's easy. Contrast is not going away. Contrast has to be there. You have to know the light to know the dark. You have to know the sun to know the rain. You have to know the tide out to know the tide in. So my lesson here that I learned from this is that contrast is a good thing and it makes me appreciate things more. And it also showed me that even what I saw as negative in the beginning is actually beautiful in its own way. And that ties in with everything I've told you guys about what's happened in my life. The worst, most painful things that ever happened to me were the greatest gifts I've ever been given. Just like the tide going out. So contrast propels you to become the greatest version of yourself. Contrast propels you to become the greatest version of yourself. So I'm giving you all a new insight into why feeling bad and off is actually an okay thing. Because when you feel bad emotion or negative emotion, it's just an indicator to show you that there's something you need to work on or change inside of you. So I was looking at Graham Young's 
Graham Young's a buddy of mine, and I often tend to be a little bit competitive with my friends, and that comes from old programming, of course. It just hit me. Whoa. Love, love, love is the answer to all problems. So I'm sitting there watching, looking at uh, Graham's Go Live, and I look on his comments, and I see a lady comment there. And I haven't seen her. She used to watch my stuff and comment on my stuff. So immediately, it triggered in me, what's wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Did I offend her? Why is Graham better than me? Why does she like Graham? I got a little bit jealous. And part of the reason I'm sharing this with you guys is because I think most speakers and most people that come out that inspire people and teach people don't share their own journeys and their own challenges. So how many times have you heard Anthony Robbins come on a fucking go live and tell everybody that he was crying or that he has hard times with insecurity or people don't do this. And I think it sets all of you up for failure or not failure, but this unrealistic achievement because you see all these speakers and all these people with fucking beautiful lives, but that's not reality even for them. And if anybody tells you that that's reality, they're lying and you should run from them because no one is happy and perfect all the time because this is the human experience. So back to my story. I'm feeling these sort of funny emotions on Graham's post. And let me tell you, it's 100% fucking stories because she may just not be interested in my stuff anymore. She may just be busy. I may have just noticed it doesn't really fucking matter. Really doesn't matter. The reason I'm sharing it with you is because, one, I want to let you know that I'm a pretty powerful guy. I'm in flow state. Life is amazing. I have mostly all good days. I always have good days. I sometimes have bad moments. But I still have insecurities sometimes. I still have self-esteem work to do. I still have rejection triggers. So that's my first message. My second message is, what did I do with that? I went into YouTube, I typed in Abraham Hicks, and I said self-esteem, and I watched a video on self-esteem. I typed into YouTube, Abraham Hicks, feeling rejected, and I watched a video on that. And guess what? Those videos are what are changing my life, and the action I'm taking to get that programming is what's making me more powerful than I've ever fucking been. And I've been doing that work for about three years now in that order, Whenever you have a negative, weak emotion, you go search out some information that helps you transmute that into something powerful. Because the reason I felt that on Graham's Go Live when I saw that comment is because I still have some self-esteem work to do, obviously, and I still have some rejection triggers, and I still have this belief that I need to be fucking perfect, (laughs) and that I need to make everybody happy. So thank you. Thank you, negative emotion. Thank you, contrast. Thank you for tide going out. Thank you for making me see how beautiful the tide is when it comes in. And thank you for notice showing me how beautiful the muddy water is when it goes out. And thank you, contrast, for showing me what I still need to work on inside of me. And thank you, Abraham Hicks, for providing some information to help me reprogram myself. This is what you're going to need to do if you want to transform your life. You need to live in the now. You need to observe yourself. And when you notice yourself having negative emotion, you need to shift yourself out of it. and You need to reprogram why you're having the negative emotion. Yes. So uh, that's part of my story. Deep thoughts today. Be fucking grateful for contrast. There is no bad. There is no good. It just is. Next point. This hit me the other day. I heard it on, I heard it on an inspirational video. So not taking action. Here's the scoop. This hit me, it came across on a video the other week. 
a lot of you haven't taken action on something because you have an idea and then your fucking linear brain, shitty negative brain quashes the idea. So you don't do the idea. So my point was, is most people don't take action because they've already formed the conclusion that what they're going to do won't work. But that's insanity. That doesn't make any sense. You guys get what I'm saying. Most people don't take action on their ideas and dreams because they form the conclusion right after they come up with the idea that the idea won't work. But how do you know it won't work until you fucking try it? It's crazy. I did that all my life. I can't tell you how many ideas I had when I went to become an entrepreneur. They're all in my head. Amazing ideas. And then all of a sudden, I'd spend the same energy destroying those fucking ideas, and I'd never implement them. And no wonder they never worked out. They can't work out if I don't try them. The next message I have for you is that if you don't want a normal life, you have to give it abnormal effort, and you have to do abnormal things. If you want to have an abnormal life, and what do I mean by an abnormal life? I mean peace, calm, happiness, purpose. You don't work. You love what you do. That's what I'm talking about. Financial abundance, freedom, laptop lifestyle, travel where you want. Nothing inside. No mental prisons. That's an abnormal life today, everybody. 80% of people fucking hate their job. Anxiety is the number one mental illness. Antidepressants are through the roof. We are a very, very unhealthy group of very wealthy people. Something's not working. So my point is, is that if you want to stop living like that and you want to live a life that's different from everybody else, you're going to have to do things that are different than everybody else. And you're going to have to give it a fucking exceptional effort over everybody else. Because I can tell you this much for sure. Most people are suffering in society because they don't have the energy or they don't want it bad enough. Because if you want something bad enough, you'll fucking create it. Humans have shown us that over and over and over. So again, if you want an abnormal life, you have to give it abnormal effort. I was talking to my nephew about this. He's becoming a, a doing evoke video productions. He's starting an editing video editing company. So my nephew, he's starting to become a, he's a video editor and he makes videos. And I had a talk with him about three months ago. And I'm like, Ivan, it's your last year of university. If you want this to be your living, if you want this to be, you're going to have to give it abnormal effort. So you're going to have to stop going out on Friday nights. You're going to have to stop doing what your buddies are doing, going, having sex and drinking. You're going to have to be the guy that stays home on Friday and Saturday night, sits in his den and fucking works on his trade and his passion. Well, guess what? Ivan's done that and he has exploded in his uh, skills and his confidence and his anxiety is going away because he's finding what he's good at. But he's giving it abnormal effort. If you want an abnormal life, you've got to give it abnormal effort and you've got to do abnormal things. So you've got to get good at standing on your own and you've got to build up your self-esteem. Again, if you want to create a life that's not normal, if you don't want to live a life cookie cutter like everybody else in the fucking subdivision, 80% of those people hating their job, unhealthy, overweight, heart problems, stressed, if you don't want to live like that, then you've got to figure out how to build your self-esteem so you can stand on your own. Because if you don't stand on your own, you're going to create the same thing that everybody else is. Woo! Love that.
The other thing I wanted to tell you is just a little side story. It's about electrolysis. So I like watching documentaries. I've told you guys you are the product of your programming. So instead of sitting in front of the fucking TV watching commercials or the BBC or shitty depressing programming, go watch something that educates you, that lifts you up, that opens your mind and expands your consciousness. So I was watching a show on amazing ships or something like that. And the U.S., the largest sub in the U.S., the largest sub in the world is in the U.S. It's a nuclear, it's powered by nuclear power. That sub creates oxygen for everybody on the sub through bypassing electricity through seawater, which separates the oxygen from the hydrogen. Fucking cool. That thing can stay, it has enough fuel for 20 years, and it converts oxygen out of seawater via electrolysis by sending electricity through the water and separating the oxygen molecules. Why am I sharing this with you? Humans can, we can do whatever we put our mind to. We are absolutely unlimited powerful. And if we all focused our energy on the right things, good God, it's incredible. It just got me excited to think about what we can do with technology. It's just a little thing I wanted to share. All right, manifesting 101. I just want to go over this really quick because it's super important that you guys understand this. You are manifest, manifesting based on your vibration. Your vibration gives off a frequency and the frequency makes, makes it that you attract back to you. So you are a large magnet and you attract back to you everything else in your frequency. So it's very, very important that you focus on your emotions, that you focus on you, how you feel. How you feel is your manifesting indicator. How you feel is your manifesting indicator. That's fucking powerful and gold. And you guys need to figure that out if you want to start manifesting your dreams. If you feel off, if you feel stressed, if you feel heavy, those are your manifesting indicators that you're blocking what you want and you're attracting what you don't want. If you feel happy, peaceful, love, giving, serene, calm, abundant, that's your manifesting indicator that you are allowing what you want and you are pushing away or blocking what you don't want. So your emotions need to become a part of you and your daily life. You need to become an observer. You need to live in the now. And when you have a negative emotion, you need to ask yourself, what is the thought that's creating the negative emotion? Change the negative thought to something powerful and positive that serves you. And the emotion will change and you will put yourself back into alignment and then you will start to attract to you the things you do want. Just a little segment on manifesting 101. But that fucking, that, what I just dropped down there, that needs to be what you guys focus on every day is how you feel. If you feel off, you are blocking the good stuff and attracting the bad stuff. So, what do you do when you have generalized anxiety, PTSD, and you're codependent in relationships and you got low self-esteem and shitty beliefs like I used to? You've got to do the fucking work on yourself. You got to go see a counselor. You got to get a hypnotherapist. You got to go to programs. You got to read. You got to spend all your time watching positive programming. You got to go for walks. You got to meditate. You got to do yoga. You got to go to the gym. You got to eat healthy foods. You got to fucking optimize yourself. So if you're having a problem being in a good emotion, in a good mood, don't be a victim. Don't complain. Go do something about it. 
Go do something about it. Don't go spend 30 grand on your ads on Facebook. Don't go buy a car. Don't go spend money on a trip. Spend money on yourself, work on yourself, figure out how to feel happy, and then you'll allow everything into your life. I could not create the life I have today if I didn't set myself free from all the mental shit that I had going on inside of me. Woo! Coming home to yourself is not easy. Facing yourself is not easy, but it is the most rewarding, most amazing fucking thing you will ever do in your whole life. And if you don't do it, you will suffer. And if you don't do it, it won't go away. And you will be old and you will be cranky and you will fucking regret the fact that you didn't live your life happy and being the real you. You're going to come home to yourself. You all have a choice, whether you're 21, 30, 35, or or 16, or 50. You all have the choice right now. You either come home to yourself right now and face your stuff and face the music or face the music when you're 80. Trust me, you don't want to come home to yourself and face the music when you're on your deathbed. That's the worst fucking time. Do it now. Come home to yourself. Here's another message to you, and this is a message to all you masculine men out there on the oil rigs working with 36-inch pipe wrenches and around a whole bunch of men that all they do is say fuck all the time in an angry way and talk about bullshit and negativity and complain about their life and never show any emotion or never talk about anything real. Guess what? My message is to all of you men, you're going to suffer until you learn to feel emotion, until you come home to yourself, until you face yourself, because we are here to feel. This is a feeling universe. And if you're not feeling, you're numb and you're living a life you're not really living. You need to feel. You need to allow yourself to feel. My buddy Andrew told me a cool study on this. It's about coming home. So he basically read a book. Uh, it's uh, The Buddhist Golf. It's a Buddhism in golf. I can't remember what the title of the book was. But what they talk about in the book is that the Buddhists say that we're all gold. You guys are all gold. We're all gold. And that's what I've been saying. We're all divine. We're all divine creators. We're all amazing. Every single one of us, there's no separation. No one's better than anybody else. We're all gold. But what they were saying in this book and what the Buddhists believe is that we're all covered with mud. And some of us are so covered in fucking mud that you could drill for days and days until you still wouldn't find gold. So your job, as the Buddhists say, and as I say, is to let go of that mud. So you've got to come home to yourself and you've got to start stripping away the mud. And that takes work and tears and effort. And it takes off days and it takes your mind telling you that it wants to quit and not quitting and getting back on the horse and keep going. Your job is to clear the mud off you so that your gold can shine. There's gold. You're all gold. You're all fucking golden and you all have everything you need inside of you to have this magical fucking flow state life. Look at kids when they come out of the womb and they play. That's how we are. That's our true nature. Go look at ducks and wild dogs and wild everything. They are relaxed and they live in the now and they play. Come home to yourself, face yourself, do the work, set yourself free, clear off all the fucking mud, and let your gold shine. Polish that gold. Woo, woo, woo. Polish the gold. I got very little mud on my gold anymore, and I get up in the morning and woo, 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 like I did this morning, did a meditation and fucking polished my gold. Woo, woo, woo. I like doing that. Polish your gold. Woo, woo, woo. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit strange, but being strange is a good thing. Asking for help is strength, it's not weakness. Hiding from your stuff is weakness, in my opinion. 
I know some people have to wait until they're ready, but most people, it's weakness. You want to talk about true strength? It's the fucking heroes that I do sessions with that come home to themselves and go back to very painful things and set themselves free and learn how to love themselves and face it. Trust me, asking for help is strength. My next message to you, and I'm done in about five minutes, stop beating yourself up. Every single person I know is too hard on themselves. As I explained to you guys when I used to suffer from anxiety and generalized anxiety and all the faulty beliefs, the generalized anxiety and PTSD, I used to be mentally abused. I was the abuser and I was the victim. Most of you are the abuser and the victim, so stop it. Stop beating yourself up, everybody. It doesn't help. Make today, after you get off this go live, make a commitment to stop beating yourself up. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away, but make a commitment to the universe. I'm committed to learning how to not beat myself up. I'm committed to learning how to unconditionally love myself. I'm committed to learn how to stop beating myself up. Because guess what? You only have one life with yourself. And most of you are spending all the time fucking in shitty conversations with yourself. I know because I spent close to 30 years in that space, having shitty, stressful conversations with myself. And I had to learn how to love myself. But guess what? The reason I'm so happy and the reason I'm flowing right now is because I have an amazing relationship with myself. And then how do we expect to have good relationships with other people when we have shitty relationships with ourselves? So a lot of you out there right now are sitting in relationships. I know this because most people in relationships are unhappy, a lot of them a good majority, and that's why the divorce rate is fucking more than it is the success rate. And who knows what the cheating rate is. All of you that are in relationships that aren't perfect right now, stop blaming your partner. Look at yourself. You have to change the relationship with yourself. If you don't love yourself, if you're sitting in shitty conversations with yourself, how do you expect to be able to love somebody else? So stop beating yourself up. You're amazing. you got to forgive yourself. We're all, we're all here on this human journey. We're not perfect. Forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up. You will never get to where you need to get if you keep beating yourself up. You will never get to where you need to get if you keep beating yourself up. It's like you wake up in the morning and you go look in the mirror and you're like, pow, pow, pow. And then you're driving to work and you're like, pow, pow, punching yourself in the stomach. And then you go eat food and you expand your stomach and you put shitty food into your stomach. And then you go and say shitty things to yourself. It's ridiculous. It's like you might as well create a fucking dummy punching bag of yourself and just beat the shit out of yourself because that's what you're doing. Stop it. Stop being mean to yourself. Stop being a bully to yourself. Love yourself. One of my last messages is a call to action. If you guys have anybody on your list that you've been meaning to call to tell them that you love them, call them fucking now. Don't wait. Because you don't necessarily know that they're going to be there when you want to talk to them. And you don't necessarily know that you're going to be there when you want to call them. And some people tell me that that's such a negative way of looking at things. And I tell them, no, it's not. It's actually a very powerful, empowering way of looking at things, which shows you how to live your fucking life. Live as if tomorrow's not guaranteed and squeeze today for everything it is. And in the today that you're in, tell the people that you love them. And I'm not talking about going and calling people that abuse you or people that you need to stay away from. But if you've got a great grandmother that you haven't talked to in a while, pick up the fucking phone and tell her you love her. 
If you have a grandparents in your life, call them. They're lonely. If they make you sad or they annoy you, ignore it for a bit. Just call the old people in your life. Tell them you love them. Even if you don't have anything to tell them, just call them and tell them you love them. Tell the people that you have in your life that you love them while you can. It's fucking making me emotional because we are all here to learn love. That's why we're here. I wish I could fucking scream that from the mountaintops. We are here to learn love. You need to learn to love yourself and then you just need to flow love to other people and then life is magic. Tell the people that you have in your life that you love them. Please, please call these people. Tell them you love them. Last quick story. I called my aunt. She's part of that. I was delaying calling her. She's 90 years old. She's in England. And I'm like, fuck, I'll call her. I'll call her. And I kept putting it off. And I'm like, fuck it. Why am I doing this? So I call her because I love her. She's amazing. And I don't know why I was blocking myself. But anyway, I tell her that I'm in Thailand. She's British. So she was grew up in the war. She's got old programming. I tell her, she goes, how is Thailand? And I'm like, oh, it's fucking amazing. I love Thailand. I finally found my paradise. I'm like, I have been searching all my life for this place. And it's finally come true, Auntie Greta. I never gave up on my dreams and I'm living my life. And this place is so amazing. You know what she says to me? She says, bless her heart. And I talked to her about this afterwards. She said something about your don't do too much lotus eating. And I didn't really understand what that means. It's an old expression. But what she tried to explain to me is that the life I have here is not real. It's kind of too soft. So don't get too used to it. What? And when she was telling me this at the beginning, I started to get defensive because I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? I've been suffering for 42 years of my fucking life. I've been trying to be a successful entrepreneur all my life. I've finally become a successful entrepreneur. I finally find paradise and you're telling me that I shouldn't enjoy it for too long because I need to go back to the real world where I can suffer some more. <laughs> Whoa. And I talked to her about this and we just laughed because she said, Auntie Greta, that is, I didn't say fucked, but that is messed. I said, do you see what your programming is? And she said, yeah, it comes from the war. But the reason I'm telling this to you is because this programming has been passed on from those generations to you. So if you're 30 or 40, you've got this in you that it's not a good thing to be too happy and that it's not possible to be too happy because the war and the depression and all of that programming gets passed on. So that's just my little message. I love you, Auntie Greta. She's amazing. Fucking amazing. But it just, it, it made me fucking laugh. And it showed me how, how my programming affected me when I was younger. Don't be too happy or don't enjoy yourself too much. That is so British, so fucked, <laughs> so messed up. I'm so excited to tell you this. At the end of the Go Lives, I'm going to offer two segments now, and they're going to be powerful segments. One of them is going to be a superpower segment, and the other one is going to be a shifting tool segment. So in the superpower segment, I'm going to tell you a quick story every Monday about some human that has superpowers. So this first one is a tribe from Indonesia. They burst their eardrums to dive deep. They burst their eardrums on purpose so that they can dive deep. They go down to about 200 feet. I told you that that U.S. sub goes down to 200 feet. That's fucking deep. They can stay underwater for up to 30 minutes. They can stay underwater for up to 30 minutes. The average human can hold their breath for 45 seconds to 60 seconds. They stay underwater about five hours a day. 
and they've looked into their genetics and they have a, a spleen that's 10 times bigger than other humans. And what they think is, is that the spleen expands or contracts when they're deep in the water, which pushes oxygen rich blood into their body, which allows them to breathe. I don't fucking know, but it is incredible. And why am I doing this superhuman segment? Because you guys need to hear that humans are powerful and that we can do whatever we set our mind to and that we have incredible abilities that we haven't even discovered yet. If the collective consciousness was to change about what we are capable of and what we could do, we would all be doing extremely extraordinary things. If you had told somebody 100 years ago that I would be able to project myself by looking into a small little fucking camera and that everybody around the world would be able to see me from pixels being sent through the airwaves, you would have told that person that they were nuts and locked them in a fucking insane asylum. You know, it's incredible. Humans are super powerful. You are super powerful. You have to come home to yourself, love yourself, and change the way you think about yourself, change your beliefs. Because if you change your belief system, you can do amazing things. So part of the reason that this tribe in Indonesia, in my opinion, dives so deep, deep so dive, dive so deep, shine that gold, ooh, ooh, shine that gold, ooh, ooh, dive so deep. It's like a little rap we got going on. Ooh. Anyway, diving deep. The reason that tribe can dive so deep is because partly they have this collective belief that that's what they do. That's what they're good at. That's what they're fucking part that you get born into this. You come into a baby in that tribe and they tell you, fucking daddy went for a dive for half an hour and that's normal. And in our society, you get born and daddy has a fucking gin and tonic after work and looks stressed and that's normal. So that's what you create. You get what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh. Shifting tool segment. It's called put that shit down. So I did a goal live on this, but it works well. And a lot of people are really fucking biting into this phrase because guess what? If you're having a shitty thought, if you're feeling bad, just put that fucking shit down. If you're angry at somebody, put that shit down. Imagine that it's a big bag that you're carrying with you. Put it down. Put it down. And if you can't put it down full time and you keep picking it up every day, because that's what all of you are doing. You're getting up in the morning and there's a lineup of fucking heavy bags in front of you with heavy boulders inside of you. And almost all of you are choosing subconsciously to pick them up. And put them on your back, put them on your head, and you're fucking loaded with all of these heavy bags. Put that shit down. And if you need some help putting that shit down, ask for help. Use that expression. Remember to put shit down. I love you guys. Power on, everybody. My Thai plant says goodbye. My Thai t-shirt says goodbye. My Thai plant says goodbye. My Thai fan says goodbye. And my Thai pink and blue lamp say goodbye. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. Go kick some ass. You're alive. One chance, one life. One life, one chance. Turn your power on. Love you guys. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power On!